0: And we are live for the thirty sixth episode of the Bronx Bombers Live podcast. I am your host Matt Luz Luigi, and tonight I'm with Alex.
1: Hello, Luigi.
0: <laughs> I'm with Andrew. Gentlemen, hello. And I'm with G. What's up? And yeah, we're here. We're recapping the this quick two game set in Arizona. Talk more so, uh, you know, talk about everything that went around it. CC getting his three thousand strikeout. A lot of stuff happening in Yankee world. Obviously, Yankees lost both games in the Arizona series. Two kind of boring, uh, low-scoring games, but we'll get into that. Talk about who could possibly be coming back this weekend. We're finally going to get some actual New York Yankees on the field. That's going to be fun. Uh, I forgot what it was Forgot what it was like watching the Yankees. But, guys, uh, how are we feeling after this uh, long West Coast road trip? Uh, it was a nine-game road trip for the Yankees. They went 6-3. and three. I think anytime you have a long road trip like that, the goal is to at least go, um, you know, above five hundred. So at least to go five and four. And hey, man, they did that. They took, uh, they swept the Giants. Took three or four from the Angels, and then you drop two to the Diamondbacks. But that's all right since you, you know, you won six of your first seven. So what's the um, what's the mindset after this long uh, West Coast road trip, other than the fact that we don't have to watch any more ten o'clock baseball games? Because goddamn, i was sick of those.
1: So one thing I thought was interesting was that I saw a tweet saying this is the first time I think since two thousand ten the Yankees have had a road trip to the West Coast that was like seven or eight games or longer, and they had a five hundred or higher record on it. So seeing as they were missing half the team, that's really good. Um, with regards to the series in Arizona, I just think they've been you know they've been playing a, basically a Triple A team the past couple of weeks or so. And eventually they were going to hit a snag and, you know, just not hit as well as they were going to. So it's really not that worrying in my eyes. The only thing that is kind of worrying is that Tanaka wasn't great uh, yesterday, but overall I feel, I feel really good about this team right now, especially with the fact that there's the, the regulars are getting healthy.
2: I'll double down on that. Uh, of course you want to, come away with more wins than, than losses on a long road trip. But after you take six to first seven, you get a little greedy. Um, so, so definitely a little bit of a wet blanket uh, on the whole road trip, uh, dropping the last two games in Arizona. But the starting pitching has been really good. Uh, obviously, you can't expect the offense to put up five, six runs consistently every game with the guys they have in the lineup right now. Um, and, of course, you know, Zach Reinke is in uh, a, a nice stretch right now. I think like his last four starts have been, have been really solid. Merrill Kelly pitched well. Um you know, it's one of those things, and I'm looking forward to getting the Bronx Bombers back in the lineup.
3: Yeah, I think the West Coast road trips in general are kind of a drag, but, I mean, especially when, you know, they lost the two games at the end of Arizona. Zach Grinke, you know, really doesn't walk very many guys, so like a really good pitcher who challenged them, and Kelly pitched well too, but, um, you know, the AAA lineup, they won all those games, you know, at the end of the home stand and they won the first several games on the uh road trip. So I think I'm just happy to have those in the bank and uh, you know, I wasn't willing to really test and see how good this lineup was gonna keep playing over that much longer of a period of time anyway. So I'm ready to uh to get some of the guys back.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We'll have some more injury updates after we recap the games later in the show. But yeah, let's get into these games real quick. Uh, game one, it was Uh, It was CeCe's night. Even though the Yanks didn't get the result they wanted, it was a big night for CeCe. Uh, Zach Greinke versus CeCe on the Hill. Um, You know, CeCe was three strike coming into the night, was three strikeouts away from 3,000. Got a one, two, three first inning, but didn't get any strikeouts. Um, A lot of homer to Wilmer Flores in the second, but nevertheless got three strikeouts in the second, gets his 3,000 strikeout um really nothing much else happened in this game to be honest uh you know glaber hit a nice double scoring gary uh in the fourth to make it 1-1 wilmer flores got another rbi in the fourth and a sack fly in the eighth made it 3-1 that was the final uh very uneventful game um of course a 10 o'clock the last 10 o'clock game the first 10 o'clock game we had was a 14 inning game and then the last one was just a boring uneventful game so you get the best and worst right there but yeah, I mean CC getting his 3000 strikeout, uh, he's only he's the 17th pitcher to do so, the third lefty, which I thought was very impressive. I mean, you know, only two other lefties have gotten 3000 strikeouts, just incredible. Um, but yeah, f- you know, his whole family was there. They they had a big they showed 3000 on the score scoreboard in Arizona. It was it was a really cool moment. Um, we were talking about before the show. Michael Kay was probably pissed as hell that he didn't get to call it. He probably had some nifty uh, catchy call all uh, set up and he just, you know, it was Ken Singleton and uh, Jeff Nelson on the call. So wait, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. we're, we're going to call it nifty or something catchy. It's going to be tacky and lame. That's, that's just it's called. <laughs> Look, I,
0: I was being, I was a nice moment. You know, see, I'm talking about CC. I was trying to be positive, but you're probably right, Andrew. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, what do we, with CC 3000 strikeouts. I mean, I, I really like, obviously going into that game. You were, you know, you're looking for, it, you're getting ready for it, but I didn't think it'd be as cool of a moment as it
1: was. I think the fact that it was at the end of the inning, so he was able to walk off mm-hmm. the field after it, that really helped because yeah, you know, everyone was able to come out onto the field and didn't like la- it didn't really um delay the game at all because it was in between innings. So the fact that everyone came out and his family was there and just everyone, you know, was just really happy. It was a really cool moment to see. And it was overall just a really good night for Cece, even though, you know, the Yankees didn't get the result they wanted.
2: One of my favorite moments uh, about that whole, you know, after the 3000 moment was he let off the next inning. So he got to, you know, run into the guy real quick, grab his bag, grab his helmet, Mm -hmm. hang out in the on deck circle with his kids while he waited to come up to bat. Like he didn't have to Mm -hmm. build an extra time to slow the game down. Like he literally was just, yeah, I don't think he took one practice card, or maybe he took one as he was walking to the plate, but he's just sitting there, you know, bracing uh, his wife and kids. And that was a cool moment.
1: And you know that the second he went up to the plate, he just wanted to hit the ball 500 feet. Oh,
2: That would have been, that would have been yeah. the most incredible moment ever. The guy <laughs> with 3,000 career strikeouts and then just hits one into the stratosphere. Five
1: minutes later, just destroys it.
0: The Yankees would have scored 18 runs that night, uh, yeah. no doubt in my mind.
3: Yeah. He swung for it, for sure. He took a couple big hacks.
0: Yeah, well, Andrew, you're you still time, man. Would anything else to say about CC?
2: No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, he he gave you a, a typical CC outing uh, outside mm-hmm. of the of the big moment early on. I mean, what, what was it, five and a third? Yeah, um, two runs, two earned runs. I mean, like that's gonna be good enough to win on most nights. You got you got the Rail Riders lineup out there, and it's a National League park, so CC has to hit. Um, you you can't be expected to do much yeah, with um, these the- guys.
0: The five through nine that night was Talkman, Mabin, Estrada, Wade, and obviously the pitcher spot. they so,
1: yeah, yeah, and I think was, uh, all of them combined, they had one hit off of Granky total.
3: Yeah, it was, it was Mabin. It was Mabin, um,
1: yeah. yeah.
3: You know it's bad when we're upset that Gio or Shella can't be in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, he, he was back in the lineup Wednesday, and he was, yeah, he was great. Up, okay. But, yeah, I mean –
0: I mean, look, thank God that uh, he didn't seriously hurt his hand after getting hit by that pitch because a lot of people thought he broke his hand there. But hey, he was back in the lineup Wednesday. Um, but yeah, that's really all for the first game. Um, side note the Diamondbacks bullpen, pretty good. The Diamondbacks are a really good team, man. Like, I, I was kind of impressed with them. Um, you know, I they. Know
1: been a lot worse after losing Goldschmidt.
0: Yeah, I mean, but just.
1: They have like, Christian Walker, who's been fantastic this year.
0: Chafin and Holland are both really damn good. That's a yeah, really nice run one. Right this year. Yeah, that's a really nice one-two punch at the end of your bullpen, man.
1: Uh, Archie Bradley's still—he's still pretty good too, even though he gave up a run uh, yesterday. He's still really good.
0: And even their lineup, you know, I mean, Wilmer Flores towards the end of it, Peralta and Walker in the middle are both really good. Uh, yeah, the,
1: eighth, the Diamondbacks
0: really impressed me.
2: Um, and they have Jake Lamb, who hasn't even played a game yet this yeah.
0: year. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So on to Wednesday's game. uh, we had Tanaka versus Kelly in this game, and, man, uh, Tanaka was not good in this game. Uh, only went four innings, three runs. He was taken out a little early because he got up uh, in the fifth inning. His spot came up to hit with two on and two outs, and they pinch hit Mike Forward for him, Forward walked. Yankees still you know didn't get to run that inning, but, yeah, Tanaka just not good at all. He gave up a home run that went approximately 800 feet to Marte. Um, it went 453 feet, but nevertheless, it was – just throwing those classic balls like yeah, Tanaka. I mean, nobody gives up long home run balls like Tanaka. You know, no. it, it's, <laughs> it's almost like guys in uh, basketball who are, like, really good players, but they always just get dunked on. Like, that's Tanaka like, just always giving up the, f- the pimp shots. Um, yeah, the Yankees are down 3 nothing in this game. They were, They fought back a little bit. Voight hit a homer in the sixth, continuing. His on-base streak continues. Uh, just, just incredible. He's been playing awesome. And then in the eighth inning, the Yankees, it really looked like the Yankees were going to get back in this game. They had two on, nobody out, Glaber up, pitcher on the mound, wild as hell. And, you know, Glaber, first pitch swinging, double play, really killed the rally. Talkman still got up and got an RBI single to make it 3-2. But just the next inning, it was like the bottom of the the lineup coming up. Um, I think it was like Wade, Maben, and then I think they pinch hit with uh Roman. so it was you know, at that point it was over yankees yankees get a little two game swept sweep you know not the worst thing in the world they end the road trip six and three um yeah just like you really can't like we we said it like last week like it was re- very nice seeing the yankees score all these runs against the giants who you know have a pretty overall pretty good pitching staff and. it
2: it Festival was a penny array in the, in the national yeah, league.
0: Exactly. It was, it was a very good sign to see them scoring seven, 11 runs in a game. But we knew, I think we all knew that as certain, look, this team, there's going to be some games where you roll out lineups like this and Hey, you only score a run or two that it's just going to happen. And it happened in both these games. You know, you lose three to one and three to two. The bull, pitching overall is still pretty good, even though Tanaka didn't pitch well, the bullpen was phenomenal on a Wednesday night for the Yankees. Um, I th- you know, Sessa comes in for two innings. Kaeley continues to look ph- phenomenal. Um, I'm pretty sure Kaeley, the only hits he's given up this year were against Houston. I think he yeah. allowed like four hits in that inning and that he hasn't allowed to hit any other he's, he's allowed
1: two he allowed two runs and two thirds of an inning against the Astros. and he's pitched, I think it's eleven innings in every other outing since then and hasn't given up a hit.
0: Yeah. Like he, he's he been at awesome. I mean, we talked, we were, we're going to do our bullpen trust list, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. It's going to be really interesting. He might be at the top. I mean, who if he keeps pitching like this, I mean, by the numbers, he's easily been the best guy out of the bullpen. I still maybe trust out of, you a little bit more than him, but man, he's it's like the Yankees bullpen didn't give up a hit on Wednesday. They they really kept that game close after, you know, your starting pitcher. That was, That was the first time a Yankee starting pitcher didn't go five innings in like forever. You know, I, I'd have to look up when exactly the last time it was, but, and it's Tanaka clearly could have went longer, right? He was just, if, if that's an AL game, he probably goes back out for a fifth inning with only 75 pitches despite not looking great. But yeah, I mean, it really, this was a classic case of you really can't overanalyze or get all too mad about these games because, these were classic Rail Rider lineups, with especially with Lemahieu just sitting out these two games. He should be back this weekend, but it was the right move to just kind of keep him out. No need to risk it. No need to test that knee. But yeah, um, these were you know, tough games to watch. No more ten o'clock games, but man, the Yankees—they've got—they've got a you know th- we we've heard people talk about how three straight teams they have coming up who all have winning records, and you know it's. It's gonna be a test for these rail riders. They've they've held up so far, right? But it's it's a long road. It's a long road, especially especially with the we have. Just think of it, guys. We haven't even played the Rays yet. It, isn't that weird? I know it's. There's always one AL East team that the Yankees just don't usually play until mid midnight. They haven't, but they haven't
1: played the Blue Jays yet either.
0: Yeah, the that's very odd, but it's I think we're going to play the Oreos like two more series in May. So we'll probably have like 12 or 13 games against the Oreos before June, which is just nuts, but another thing I want to talk about uh it was the debut of former Yankee pitcher. He actually I, I, a lot of people don't know this about uh Jeff Nelson, but he was, you know, part of all four of those Yankee World Series teams back in the late 90s and uh, 2000, and he made his debut. British, Wait a minute, I got to
2: stop in your tracks there. Who doesn't know Jeff Nelson was a part of those World um, Series
0: teams? A lo- Andrew, I know you're like 80 years old, but a lot of younger fans, I bet you, would, would not know that he was part of all four World Series teams.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do yeah. you know about Thurman Munson and Greg Nettles and all those guys? Were you alive for Who? those teams? Yeah. Who? Thurman... Thurman Nettles, you say? Who, who is that uh, dude? Yeah, it's yeah, some, some, just, just, uh, just some losers. No, but,
0: ser- but seriously, I I just wanted to mention that because I, I saw someone on Twitter say that they didn't realize he was a part of all four teams. So I just wanted to mention that, Andrew. Is that okay? But, anyways, <laughs> no, be better. <laughs> anyways, he made his regular season debut in the booth for the Yankees. And uh, he was with Ken Singleton, obviously, who I, I kind of want to see him with K. But what did you guys think of uh, Nelson?
1: Oh, I loved him, I thought he was really good. Um, he was very like laid back. Where sometimes you feel like, especially like guys like uh, Flaherty and um, sometimes Cone and like Al Lighter, if he's in there, I don't think he's going to be anytime soon. Nah, he
0: yeah, he's not. He's not
1: yeah. on MLB Network now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but they just seems like they're very just stiff and they don't have much personality at all. Um, where Nelson just seemed really laid back and just you know he was having a good time with. Uh, Kenny in the booth, and I was saying before, one of my absolute favorite parts of the broadcast was when Kenny was saying that Gangs are playing the Twins uh, in the next series, and that Pineda is scheduled to pitch on Sunday, and Nelson just goes, oh, is, oh do you think he'll have pine tar in his neck for this, <laughs> this time?
3: Classic. I, I thought he was really good, and um, I mean, I don't know, Alex, you're, if you don't like David Cohen, but I thought he... Kind of oh, no, I, me I, I
1: like Cohn, It just, I, it just seems like sometimes he's kind of just very stiff.
3: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I thought I like I thought he kind of, like reminded me of David Cohn a little bit, just because like he was pretty loose, he was funny, but like he just had like legitimately good insight. So,
2: I mean, David. one of my favorite moments from I think it was the first game. Uh, Jeff Nelson was talking stories about how um, he remembered playing with with Adam Jones when they were both in Seattle. Uh, and just what he was, you know, a prospect still, and he, he had some some cool stories about him. Then um, Adam Jones was was an infielder, right? If I remember that correctly, and then they moved him out to to, to center field. Um, I, it was just, it was just cool, you know, like only players who've you know gotten the chance to play with some of the guys who are there now, um, and he was on the back end of his career, so had like that that veteran uh, perspective. I, I, stuff like that you always appreciate.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, who Who are you? Like, if you guys had to pick your favorite member of the Yankees broadcast team, who would you pick?
1: Ken Singleton, not hands down.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So we have two Ken Singleton guys. Well, Andrew, where are you at?
2: I'll be different. I honestly really love David Cohn, but just because he's what? so analytical and he's he's. He-
0: Dude, he's too analytical for me. See, like I, I love the analytics, but like at times I'm like, all right, Coney, we get it. Like, yeah. no,
2: I, I love Dude, it, especially because they yeah, just went out of their way to hire a guy who supposedly is super analytical in Boone, and yet Cone is running circles around him in the booth. Like, I, <laughs> not, not that I want a guy in the announcement <laughs> booth doing the manager's job better than the manager. It's not a good look for the team. It doesn't help us win a World Series. But the fact that he has that much knowledge, uh, and you know, because he was such a goofy guy, he was not like those. Those Mets teams in the eighties, and where they're probably all doing cocaine and just like you know, just like a crazy party animal. Like this guy's brilliant. I love it.
0: Yeah, I I, I gotta stick with my man Paul O'Neill. Um, devastating that he's not announcing as many Yankee games this year as he usually does. I forget the exact number it's that, but man, I, I I know Paul. Like he rubs people the wrong a lot of people the wrong way, just because he tries to like bullshit in the booth a lot. But I I love that man. I think he's hilarious. I think him, Kay, and Coney. Are just I'll tell you, you what—that's just the best team.
2: <laughs> just, I'll tell you great. what here, Michael. <laughs> Staple of of uh, Paul O'Neill.
0: Yeah, Paul, Paul and I, I I love Paulie. I really do. Like I I like I'm always been the type of person that I really like. A lot of people will hate certain announcers. Like I've really always liked most announcers. You know, I really don't have a problem with too many announcers, unless you're just a. If unless I'm watching the Yankees play. Um, You know, on an away feed, and it's just some Homer-ass announcer, like the White Sox announcer. That guy's the biggest Homer of all time. Oh, my God. Uh, that guy's awful. When Anytime uh, a member of the opposing team hits a home run, that guy, it's like a funeral. Like, he's he's just so upset. Oh, oh, and that, I,
1: that ball's a home run. Like, a judge could hit an
0: 800-foot shot out of the stadium, and he's just going to probably be silent the whole time. Yeah, it's just incredible. You know, yeah, Hawk's but on the, on the depressed flip, watching yeah. these White Sox lose 100
2: games every year. The guy's just yeah. like, I don't know how he's still doing it.
0: But on the flip side, you know what? It pisses me off sometimes when, like, I feel like Kay is just way too energetic at times for an opposing team's home run call. You know, it'd be like a devastating home run call, and he's still, like, you know, doing like a nice old see ya. And I'm like yeah, okay, I don't, I don't really mind that. I just don't. You no, know, like, it's good. It just it's just crushing sometimes when it's like oh a yeah, devastating home run and you hear that You're like okay shut the fuck like, shut up. Man.
1: Would you rather
2: him be like like a morgue though? Like no, ex- and that I ball's mean, hit deep to right I'm, and the Yankees are ex- losing. Ex- no, ex- trust me. I mean, I would rather ra-
0: I would rather him be like you know unbiased because i i can't stand homer announcers like we, you, you shouldn't be you sh- obviously i don't have a problem with you getting more excited when the home team it's a home run or does something good like that's understandable but when you're just like it's one end of the spectrum and another it, it's just like yeah like hawk is just he's i think like he's just a prime example i think he might be the worst one like the biggest homer
1: out there the red sox announcers are really bad homers oh, too. <laughs>
2: and dave o'brien but funny oh, story O'Brien. about the red sox is that they have um they they, they used to have don Orsalo Don Don Ur- the Padres oh. games. He's phenomenal. Okay, fantastic.
1: The Thing is, Don Orsillo, when he was announcing for the Red Sox, I was, I never really liked him. I thought he was just very like dull. And then all of a sudden, he got fired and went to the Padres, and just is fantastic for them. And yeah, he
2: does O'Brien, some he does some Fox games too, some yeah. like national broadcast. He's, he's he's really fantastic. really good.
1: And then Dave O'Brien is just so boring and such a home. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, then, and then jerry remy too oh god yeah. he's brutal like,
1: okay, my cousins are diehard red sox fans they absolutely hate dave o'brien it's
2: hysterical
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah uh yeah those red Sox announcers whoo No, no, him him
1: and uh, Eckersley. we we don't even need to talk about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I was about to say.
0: I think it goes without saying how awful that (laughs) dude (laughs) is. Oh man, but yeah. So before we move on to you know injuries updates, I just wanted to real quick. I just thought of this off the top of my head. Uh, We really can't. Obviously, I was gonna. We're gonna. You know, we usually do a player of the week, but I mean, it's obviously CC. I mean, it was only a two game set. CC gets his three thousand strikeout. He he unanimously gets it, but. If there's – give me one guy on this team that you're just sick of. Like, who is the one – with all the injuries, with all the, you know, replacements, it's it's tough to really get sick of a guy. But – because you understand that they have to be here. We have no other options. But, Alex, just start it off, who, which one guy in the Yankees are you
1: just absolutely sick of? <sighs> okay, so this is probably going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. Do it. Do it. But I am really – Kind of sick of Talkman. Yeah, no. We right last time. You
2: got that clip, Luigi? Yeah.
1: <laughs> he we, said we it last it time, once, okay. took off, so hopefully that happens again. Yeah. But ever since that series, like the home, he hit the home run against the Red Sox, and then had the two against the Royals, and has done pretty much nothing since then.
0: Yeah, he had the, he had like four good games, and that was he had one week, yeah. and it was he like
1: a good week. Like like every other game, you know. Yesterday he had an RBI single, which made it three to two. Which, yeah, that's good. But he he just has kind of done nothing. You know, he's his average is down to like one sixty, one seventy. He just he doesn't. He's not a major league player.
3: He's four for his four for his last thirty two. Exactly. I really like just, that surprise that people are, would be like would rally to the defense of someone who they acquired like two days before the the season started. Exactly, like, and
1: people and they were you know just. So annoyed with him before the before he started hitting home runs, you know, everyone was just so like, "Oh my God, get Mike Talkman off the team." Luigi was so sick of having him on the team. You know, the, I really what really to
2: Like, he's he's a majorly healthy body, it's Like, mm-hmm. we, yeah. we have to just roll with it. Well, yeah, no, no, I've,
1: I've for anything. Gotta, but, yeah. roll with it. I I understand why he's on the team. I'm not saying they need to get rid of him. I'm just I'm ready for you know Hicks or Stan to get back because he's 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 he annoys me
2: (laughs)
0: yeah all right andrew who who are you sick of on on this team uh
2: i have my my number one answer but i'm gonna leave it to g because that's a no-brainer we know where he's going i'm not gonna say it but whatever g says after me that's my real guy that i'm sick of uh (laughs) cough cough made the last out in three of the nine innings yesterday with men on base and all three i'm not gonna say that i'm sick of tyler wade uh As of yesterday's game, he went over four again. Averaged down to two hundred eight on base percentage, barely over three hundred. And yeah,
0: his, his slug, you know, his slugging percentage, I don't think it's like over two
2: fifty. It's two hundred eight. It's Exactly. Yeah, well, now with one hits extra base. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh,
0: I'm about to. Uh, I'm about to end yeah. the podcast right here. I'm about to. Press he had. Card
2: he card. had a couple big moments where, you know, that game in LA where he what, he, he had got a single receiver, stole like second
1: in sport. LA. He had a really good LA series. But even he didn't.
2: If you remember, he played left field in that one game, and he let two balls from Albert Pujols bloop in front of him. Like, dive, dude. Pujols is not getting past second. He's old and fat and slow. Worst case, you miss on the ball and it trickles away, he's not going anywhere. And, like, he made no effort to get, like, a a routine, you know, can of corn fly ball. I, I mean, I get we're kind of stuck with him. I'd love to see Tyro just get all the starting time if DJ's going to miss more games. Um, but the way the roster is shaken out right now, we're going to hopefully get Clint back in a few days, maybe and Duhar shortly after that. There's really no reason to carry Tyler Wade on the roster unless you're literally just stashing him for a late-inning pinch run situation, and then maybe you send down Ford. I mean, I, I don't really know what other reason there is to have him.
1: Which, especially now, you know, it's May 2nd. You're not going to have a guy on the roster solely for late-inning pinch running. Right.
2: That's more of a, a postseason type. Yeah, know.
1: that's a September,
3: October type of thing. Um, all right. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah, okay. I really wanted to go with Tyler Wade. Yeah, sure you did. Only because <laughs> I've... Never seen anyone just weed really ground out in the infield as many times as he has, basically. In Jacoby Ellsbury, I was just like,
1: gonna say Ellsbury
3: <laughs> <laughs> he soft like, ground out to the right soft. side. <laughs> I'm gonna get the one sentence of Tyler Wade stuff out and then I'll do the thing that you all want me to do. Tyler Wade is fast and he can't hit the ball out of the infield, which means he's essentially useless because he can hustle out his ground balls and just still get you know, like he just looks running out of ground ball. That's literally it. It's he's it's. There's no value in that on the team right now. And um, – but I'll do the thing. I wasn't going to say Brett Gardner because I don't want to flog you all with all my Brett Gardner grumbling, And, um, you know, he's bad whatever, like 220 this year, and, you know, he just – he can't hit anymore. Like, I will – very, I will very well admit that he's had a very good career, but like it's it's over, right? DJ LeMay, he was hurt, and that was probably the only reason why Gardner was batting near the top of the lineup to begin with. Because LeMay he was a better leadoff hitter and probably a better hitter overall than Gardner is at this point. And ironically enough, Gardner was better in the three hole than he was leading off, which makes no sense. Well, he can't hit for average anymore, so he just ends there and just swings as hard as he can that he could just like rips an extra base hit. So. Like, yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna belabor the point because I didn't want to make that point at all. But like Brett Gardner, just he shouldn't, he should be hitting like eighth or ninth, and that's that. Yeah. Once
2: right. DJ's back, there's no reason to keep Gardner in the top of the lineup. And then if you want to do that whole wraparound double leadoff thing, bat him ninth, fine.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what they did when Andrew McCutcheon showed up last year, right? When you have Hicks and whoever sticks around, maybe Frazier, Stanton can maybe play the outfield like. Why is Brett Gardner going to play every day and bat leadoff? I think those days are very well over.
0: Well, you know, you guys took like the three best ones. So I, I guess I'll just I- – I guess this is just a temporary thing. This is – you know, I- I'll probably love this guy again in a couple weeks, but kind of sick, getting sick of Zach Britton. Uh, Zach Britton hasn't been pitching all that well. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm, ki- I'm kind of getting mad at him. Uh, he, allowed- he didn't look good Tuesday. Uh, he almost walked in a run against San Francisco. He, you know, two two back to back shaky performances in Britain. Getting kind of sick of him. We need him to pitch better. Um, but yeah, I was I was gonna go with Wade and then I was gonna go with uh, you know, I was gonna go with Gardner, but even though I like Gardy, yeah, he he's really been struggling. Uh, he I, I just really feel like we always talk about guys swinging for the fences on this team. Gardner's like the biggest culprit. Like he mm-hmm. yeah, just uppercutting his ass off. And I'm like, Gardy, you just, just slap a single, man. What are you doing? You're not gonna hit the ball 500 feet, man.
1: Like I think like you... that's what he was doing a lot of last year too. Yeah. Well, it's
2: because remember he had that that home run competition with with Matt Holiday in 2017.
1: Yeah, the Ball brothers, <laughs> and they were kind of going
2: back and forth. And he got in his head that he's a home run hitter
1: because he had uh, 21 home runs that year as a you know 30 fourth i mean four, three, three, right. fair, a big one five. in the wild card game yeah, yeah awesome.
2: exactly. five, so, like,
0: he five so far this year so like he still realistically could be a 20 home run guy again but, but
2: what value does he have yeah. at the top of the lineup if he's going to hit 220 and hit and have moderate power like put yeah. that guy 7th 8th if agree. you're gonna
1: have a guy who hits 220 but still hits 20 home runs you're gonna want him the bottom third of the lineup
2: right he, he can run into a a pitch here and there exactly. you know, provide some kind of pop and offense at the bottom but you're not really relying on him to set the table for your big guys.
1: Exactly.
0: Yep. 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 So uh, let's move on to some uh, injury updates. Uh, Miguel Anduar, This is recording this Thursday night. Uh, Miguel Anduar currently has three hits and with including a home run in his minor league game. So uh, man, he's been just uh, he started game at he resumed game action I think Saturday and this all this week he's just been raking playing the field well. So we might get him back this weekend, and I know. I know it's not a, the best idea to rush guys back. We've we've seen how that goes this year, but you know we v, it really looks like we could get Anduar in the Bronx back this weekend. So that would, that would be really nice. Um, bad news: uh, Troy Tulowitzki was pulled from his minor league game in uh, Tampa Wednesday in the first inning. I think he had like a tight calf, so that's a setback for him. We probably won't get him back in the next week or
3: so. Um, well DJ, wishes, like well wishes to Troy Tulowitzki, but that's like the least surprising news. Ever. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's but you
2: know uh, what. Part of it, I mean, yeah, yeah, he has this whole injury history thing and he's never healthy, but considering the type of injuries and the recurring injuries the Yankees have dealt with this year, it's the same cap that put him on the deal in the first place. Like, we saw it with Stanton, we saw it with Batantis, and even Severino. I mean, like, guys are pushing themselves to come back from one injury and they injure something mm-hmm. else. I mean, like,
0: yep.
2: part of me wonders, like, and we said it before the show, like, Send this guy to the MRI like twice a week. Like, if there's anything that shows up that says, hey, maybe his muscle's not right, don't play him. Like, let him slowly recover until you can go an extended period of time without having these issues pop up rather than him play through it, aggravate it, and send him back weeks.
0: No, I, 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 Absolutely. It's just, it's so frustrating. These guys are getting rushed back. And then it, it, instead of coming back in the next couple of weeks, it turns into the next couple of months it, r- r- very easily. Um, more news DJ LeMahieu. Could return Friday. Um, He never went on the IL officially. He was just day-to-day, you know, sat out a couple games against Arizona. So, you know, hopefully we'll get DJ back in the lineup, the catalyst of this team so far this year. Um, Aaron Hicks, Thursday night, first extended spring training at bat. He left the yard. Um, Apparently he uh, threw a guy out as well, uh, I heard. I saw through the Twitter vines. Um, So, yeah, you know, all Yankees, their main guys are looking good in extended spring training um Clint Frazier ramped up his running on Wednesday so they hope to have him back not this week uh, they hope to have him back after this series ideally you know at the beginning of next week he's so, not going to do a
2: rehab assignment is he have they said that um
0: I don't think so because it was just his ankle like it was just his ankle the big train in the background some someone's coming through yeah <laughs> that's me <amazing.
2: laughs>
0: um but no, yeah. So I don't think Clint. Uh, they didn't talk about him doing any sort of a rehab assignment. But
3: yeah, Is I mean, we could like the bare minimum ten days for him. Yeah, tomorrow we,
2: would be ten days. Yeah. They could activate him tomorrow if they wanted mm-hmm.
3: to. Yeah, but I think they'll. They, they said ten to
0: fourteen, so I think they're going to just wait through the weekend. But yeah, I mean, we could have you know Lemay obviously Lemay really was never gone that long. But you know, we could have Anduhar, Hicks back hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Stanton should be only a couple of weeks away. It. His team's starting to come together. The, the team that we all thought we were going to be watching all year was finally starting to come together. Obviously, still no timetable on Judge. Um, I hate saying that every show because every time I say it, I get sad. But yeah, you know they they said they'd have an update on him. I think in the next, you know, they said they'd reevaluate him in two weeks. And the injury was almost two weeks ago. I think it would be two weeks Saturday. So we'll see. We'll have updates on all the other injured Yankees because it's goddamn it's a long list. But guys, what? We'll what is you know like with all these guys coming back, it you know means some of these guys that we've grown to like on the roster, could could be gone. And obviously the Talkmans, the the Tyler Wades, the, like you know the guys like that are, are going to be gone. But what do we think if we had to predict what the correlating moves are? You know, in the coming days, like who's going to replace who? Uh, what 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 do we think? Like what's what's this? Who's staying on this roster? Because a guy like Urschella, uh, you know. I, I just, I think we need him on the roster at this point, and I just they I have really to hold on
2: him too. He doesn't have yeah, options.
0: Yeah, exactly. We can't just send him down. So, I, Alex, what are you, uh, what are you thinking with uh, all, uh, these, all these guys game. coming back? Because it's it really, it's, we're you not used to having this many guys injured. Where, yeah, it's like, oh wow, we have to repl- we have to get rid of a fifth of our team because we have guys coming back. Wow.
1: I'm going to say the first casualty – say Andohar is the first one back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Ford goes down for him. Yep, same for me. Because with Ford on the roster, he's very, like, repetitive. Because he said at the beginning of the season that DJ would be their backup first baseman. So having Ford on the roster, he's basically just depth. And then if you bring back Andohar, he's he just gets very, very um, – kind of replaceable so i think he's definitely going to be the first one to go down
2: yeah and then if uh, i guess i'll jump in here if we have fraser come back next it's probably going to be talkman
1: um yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say it's talkman i'd say probably you think wade yeah or, wade. Or, or estrada
2: uh i, uh, I, I don't know think there's so, mean, like, guys, there's like, so many sure
1: guys <laughs>
2: M- Maven, Are they just going to walk away from him? I mean, he's been hitting pretty well, but again, he's another I know, guy. Not, who's...
1: I don't think they'd walk away from Maben, but I think they would keep Talkman on the roster solely because he can play all three outfield spots. So
2: can Cameron Maben. He's been a center fielder most of his mm-hmm. career.
1: Uh, I, that's that's true. I just I feel like they wouldn't like they've Talkman's been on the roster the entire season so far. Right. I don't think they'd send him hmm. down. I think he's struggling
2: uh, big time though.
1: Just, yeah, that's true. I think once they get back, everyone, and you know you have Stanton and Hicks and Judge all back, then Talkman will go down. But I think they'll keep him as long as they can.
3: I think once, at the very least, like Frazier comes back, then you could think about it. But I mean, once Hicks and Frazier are back, then like, you know, what's the point of having Talkman? Because then, what if, like, if all goes well and they're both back, like Hicks. And Talkman, I'm sorry, Hicks and Frazier are back, and then you could kind of have most of the outfield that you envisioned anyway, with like Guardian, Frazier, you know, splitting time, or you know, Frazier playing some right field, like you know, Talkman, like we said, really hasn't been hitting at all. So
1: yeah, if they had an out, if yeah, that that would make sense if they had an outfield. Say, once Hicks and Frazier get back, you have Gardner in left, Hicks in center. Frazier in right, Mabin as the fourth outfielder, and then say Waiter or Estrada as an emergency if you need him.
0: Yeah, I'm honestly like, I'm just so intrigued by the fact that it, let's take two guys, two guys that weren't supposed to be on the MLB roster this year, and Urshela and Clint. Both those guys have played so well, and Frazier, especially in terms of hitting the ball well. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to you know imagine them not, not having them on the roster. It's like, wait, we actually need these guys in the roster. But at a certain point, like once all these guys get healthy, you just there's just not going to be enough spots for everyone. And I'm just very interested to see like, how the Yankees, how Cashman can fit some of these guys on the roster. And I mean, like Clint, Clint was just absolutely mashing the ball. I mean, before he got hurt, he was just on a tear. That it was incredible. And we saw that legendary speed. And by the way, another note about Clint, you check his Instagram story. Looks like he's got another great set of shoes that he's going to turn into cleats. Uh, I mean, he's, I mean, these are awesome. He's got a little, little, his little own message on it. Uh, That's, that's very, very Clint Frazier like. But yeah, I mean, it just, uh, it's uh, with Rochelle, Rochelle just coming back immediately gets, you know, gets a hit, has another good game. Um, he's a phenomenal fielder. I really think we might see Andujar as the primary DH once he comes back. If he comes back this weekend, I don't think he's going to be playing the field a whole lot. I mean, we we kind of need Urshela out there at third, especially if if it's just Andujar who comes back. Like this lineup is still going to look like the Rail Riders, right? So we're still going to need Urshela out there because he's become one of the guys we rely on. Like G said, isn't it kind of crazy how you know, we're we're happy that Gio Urshela is in the lineup for you know that's like a big deal and it has been because he's played so well. So, I don't know. It's Maybe. going to be very interesting to see.
3: My first choice cuts would be, or not cuts, but you know, like demotions would be Wade and Talkman and um, Ford. Because I think they have guys who can do what they do, just doing it better. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Um, anything know, They
2: may I even, they, I mean, they may even keep an extra, an extra bat and, and send down Tarpley. I mean, Bullpen seems to be.
1: Oh, I forgot about tarp. Stabilizing right, <laughs> right he's, now. He's still alive. What? The tarp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the tar- I, we haven't seen the tarp come on lately. Thank God. Oh man. Well, guys, want to uh, preview this twin series and the next ten games overall, and anything else about these this past week of Yankees baseball? Um,
1: let's uh, forget about these last two games.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, you know, that's what we do. We just forget about the losses. So, you know, oh, losses.
2: I, I did I did want to point out. Oh,
0: here, Andrew. Getting, uh,
1: here.
2: Boone getting ejected yesterday was awesome.
0: Oh, yeah, that, that's definitely yeah. something to mention. Um, yeah, you know, Boone really didn't even freak out. Like, he wasn't even, like, you know, yelling or screaming. He kind of just said, you know, you guys have been awful today, and they, they threw him out. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, like, that call, I, I don't want to get too much into it, but I guess we will. That call there, verse, where, you know, or the the call that they just they ruled it out with the guy's foot was clearly off the bag and he didn't have the ball in his club. I mean, what the hell are, what the hell is New York looking at? Like I just don't get like we see this so often where there's a replay, clear as day, should be one thing, and they just don't call it. They're looking at it, they they're in New York, they probably have like 20 different angles of it, and they just don't reverse it. it it's inexplicable. It, it's it's brutal. And, you know, as a result, the Yankees lost their challenge and then we couldn't challenge anything else the rest of the game. It, it's just, it's not right, man. I'm, I'm so ready for robot umpires, man. I, I hate the eight out of 10 umpires in the MLB. It seems like are just God awful. Like I, I think it was Tuesday night or I can't even remember. The umpire had such a tight zone. It was like incredible. It, it was just, oh man, I, I'm ready for the robots. Uh, that's all I got to say. Any, any other comments about MLB umpires? Uh, that's, it's. I hate them.
1: No, we're we're just enjoying your rant about them.
0: Right? I, I, I'm not enjoying anything about <laughs> it. Every time every time I talk about umpires, I get mad. They're just so bad. They their strike zones are inconsistent as hell. And yeah, we're moving on. Um, yeah, so the Yankees back in the Bronx this weekend. Uh, no more ten o'clock games. I'm, I'm so excited about that. Um, my sleep schedule will be back. The Yankees they're playing the Twins though. And the Twins having a damn good year, man. 18 and 10 um just you know the, in front of the center right now pa- the pitching max matchups this weekend will be paxton versus gibson Hap versus um jake or how do you pronounce that i'm so dumb. Oh, I, see you, you guys are about to make fun of me again because i was about to mispronounce that so I, 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 it, I, was, I was one set i was one step ahead of you and then get this I guess this sunday matinee domingo herman versus the man who some yankee fans have compared to michael pineda uh, the the Bronx legend returns. Um, <laughs> I swear to God, man, if he throws a gem against us on Sunday, I'm going to be so fucking. Bad.
2: <laughs> it's the rule of X Yankees. just <laughs> Dude, it's Like
0: eight innings, eighteen strikeout. Like oh, vintage Pineda. Um, but yeah, guys, how are we uh, how are we feeling going into this Minnesota series? They, they've they've been again. At least we don't get to face Barrios
1: like that. You know, I honestly don't know how to feel going into
3: this series. Yeah, that's They're a good point. The Yankees
1: go – every time the Yankees face the Twins at Yankee game, it always feel, feels like they just murder them. And
0: yeah, they, they, the Twins, I forget what their record is against the Twins over the last six years, but it's ridiculous. It's it, insane. It's, it's
1: – yeah. The Twins have won like two or three games, I think. Something along those lines. But the Twins this year have probably the best offense in MLB. They're on pace to hit. I want to say it's, like, over 300 home runs. Um, And their pitching has been pretty good. Good good to decent. Like, I just – I don't know how to feel. Like, Kyle Gibson, I think the Yankees have always – They've never like destroyed him, but I feel like every time Kyle Gibson pitch- pitches against the Yankees, he always goes like three innings, walks like six guys, and ends with mm-hmm. 90-something pitches.
2: Yeah, you say that, but the, the game Gary had the walk-off against the Twins last year. I'm pretty sure Gibson had five no-hit innings before he allowed his first.
3: Oh, really? Game.
2: It might have even been five perfect innings before someone got on base. Yeah, he was dialed in that game, so... Oh,
1: okay. Who the hell knows what you're okay, gonna yeah, Andrew, Thanks for that.
2: Yeah, thanks, Andrew. And by the way, since 2010, the Yankees
0: are 46 and 19 against the Twins. Oh, that's good. And like, in, in, in the 2000s, from 2000 to 2009, they were 57 and 25 against them. So, and a lot of
1: those, a lot of those losses have come at the Twins Stadium too.
0: Yeah. Um, 23 and 9 at home, the Yankees are and then 23 and 10 on the road since 2010. So yeah, oh, they've wow. okay. yeah, they've been it's just
1: been a pretty equal split. Yeah, they've
0: just dominated the twins. <laughs> the twins have had some good years, right? They've had some pretty good years in those since 2010. But you know, the Yankees just seem to have their number. Um we'll see if that's see if that remains the same, right? Uh over these three games. Um, but the Yankees, you know, they have you know, even after the Twins, they have to face Seattle for a four-game series at home, who's been struggling a little bit lately, but overall they're still a solid team. And then they have to play Tampa in Tampa Bay over, um, next weekend, so ten games against three teams with winning records. It's going to be, you know, if, if especially if we don't get, you know, obviously we expect to get Andy Hart back this weekend, expect to get DJ back, but you never know with the Yankees. So, you know, th- this rail riders like team may, may just may have a Tough ten game stretch ahead of them. Um, look, I said that the goal for this Yankees team should be to be five hundred at the end of April. And hey, they they exceeded that right? They're five games above five hundred at the end of April. It was just it's phenomenal. This over this ten game stretch, if they like, their goal should be to go five hundred, right? If you go five and five out of these ten games, like that's a win because you know you're gonna have some tough matchups in there. You're gonna have to face Snell. You're gonna have to face you know I know. Felix isn't the pitcher he once was, but I mean, he he still has it in him for a night to shut out a team, especially a lineup like the Yankees. So
2: they usually struggle against Marco Gonzalez. mm -hmm,
0: Yeah, it's gonna be, it's not gonna be an easy stretch. Uh, And then look in the Tampa series, they have to face Snell and then Morton. And Morton's been really good this year. Uh, Tampa, I mean, Tampa in in total has been great. Glasnow was what the when the uh, pitcher of the month. Mm, Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, they they've, they've been really
1: so nasty. Yeah,
0: they've been really good. Um but yeah, guys, uh, going into this uh Minnesota series, what what's going to be the key in this series? We have remember we have Paxton, Happ, and Hermango, so, and so you know, no Tanaka, no CC, but it's really our, it's truly really our 3 4 5 guys when you think about it.
1: Uh the key to this is definitely just like keeping the Twins offense at bay because I don't have any expectations for the Yankees offense if they score like they did in Anaheim or against the Giants then that's good for them but if they score like how they did in Arizona then that's also not going to be very surprising so if the pitching can just keep them in the games hopefully they will have will be able to pull out a few wins instead of you know coming out with a 3 to 1 or a 3 to 2 game like they did in Arizona
2: what I'm looking forward to most is the impact um, that getting DJ back in the lineup um, has. Uh, and also if, you know, we're lucky enough to get either or both of Andujar or or Fraser back, um, it adds a different kind of complexity to the lineup. If you get both those guys back one through seven, if you, you know, if you're keeping Urshala down at the bottom there, I mean, that's, that's a solid major league lineup. It's no longer looking like you know, the rail riders. It looks like, a semblance of the new york yankees uh, so i, I want to see those guys back in the lineup i mean those lineups and in an nl ballpark in, in arizona were pretty rough so it's really no surprise we didn't score um getting legitimate backs bats back in the lineup um and having some more depth one through nine uh should hopefully propel us to you know let the scoreboard again
0: yeah and also another thing was very sick of national league baseball uh, i you know I just I, I don't get like i I couldn't imagine having to watch a pitcher hit every game you know I really couldn't imagine that
3: that's he was a pretty bad hand especially in that series in addition to having you know like what's his name Urshela and uh, dj. You know, didn't play and Orshel like Urshela came back for the second game, but you know they had to have the pitcher hit too, so it was mm-hmm. just a triple. e as bad.
0: Yeah, NL baseball, not a fan. Um, you know the Twins, you know offensively they've some a lot of their guys have been just off to a hot start. Jorge Polanco already thirty six hits the young season. He's hitting three thirty six four hundred five on base percentage. Eddie Rosario has eleven homers already. He's you know he's, towards the league lead. Yeah, he's. The Twins there's an, like the Twins and the Diamondbacks are two teams that both going into the year, I just thought they're kind of you know, average teams, probably winning 80, 85 games. Both of them look really good. I said the twins were 18-10. ten. They're actually nineteen and ten. They just won three or four against Houston. So
1: they're they're having a really good start to the year. Uh you guys want to know something even more scary about the twins? What's that? Miguel Sano has not had an at bat this year.
0: Yep, that's.
1: I was about to say Miguel
0: Sano has not played a single game this year. Um, it, I'm telling you, the one, the one bright side about facing the Twins three game series, no Jose Barrios because uh he's been nasty once again. Uh, so- he's had a great, great start to the year. he's so
1: he's nasty, but I feel like the Yankees always hit him.
0: Yeah, they had they have hit him well, but yeah. um I, I don't want to let that guy figure it out, you know, because he will.
2: How many strikeouts uh-huh. did he rack up tonight against Houston?
0: Um, I could check really quick. This is uh, I got a the Ray box pod. score up right here. Oh, oh, here only five.
2: Seven innings, five. What a, scr- what a
0: scrub, honestly. What a scrub. He runs. I mean, <laughs> <there at> <laughs>
1: five against the Astros.
0: Oh, man. Um. Well, guys, anything else? We have anything else about this New York Yankees slash Rail Riders team?
1: So um, uh, I have one last thought about this 10-game game difficult uh trip that they have they have ahead of them the way they've been playing so far i feel like they're either gonna go two and eight or eight and two it's either gonna go really well or really badly hmm. so I don't, I don't know whether that's a good thing or not but yeah, i'm about to say i don't
3: know how i feel about that <laughs> <laughs> i think if dj's playing and I mean, maybe we'll get lucky with Frazier. I think it seems like Andrew Har is pretty close to playing like but I think if these guys just play like they've been playing, right? Like if Paxton and Happ and Herman pitch like they've been pitching, if you know, if DJ's in the lineup he's gonna be getting on base, like void has been, you know, driving in runs. Like I think if they get these guys that have been playing like that, if they have him in the lineup, they'll have a really good shot at winning, even if the rest of the lineup looks like a triple A lineup. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously Voight doing what he's been doing really
0: helped. Um, Gary, just hopefully he could stay hot because really, we that's really what this lineup's about right now, right? Even, you know, Voight hitting that home run kind of kept us in the game. We're, we're going to need those contributions because playing small ball, like, it's it's all fun and games playing small ball until a guy like Zach Grinky's on the mound. And he just, he's like, that was the real difference in that, that game was like, Zach Grinky didn't break a sweat against our lineup right or against like the bottom of our lineup right like he was just easing through guys like talkman and uh, wade and uh estrada it was just cake for him and that's what it's gonna be like for most top pitchers and you know not necessarily this weekend because the twins don't have barrios going but next weekend when this team faces snell they face Morton. you know felix hernandez it, it's gonna be a little bit more difficult for this lineup to score runs uh we got you know we we hit mad bum well but Man, it, you know Blake, Sne- Blake Snell scared. I'm I'm already scared about that game. Having to face Snell and then Morton back to back games. That's. Do
2: you see Snell last night though? I mean, if it's any precursor, he got lit up by the Royals last night.
0: Yeah, but the Royals, you know the they're an MLB. They're 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 healthy, Andrew. Where the Yankees aren't healthy. You know, it's as simple as that, right? Like.
2: Yeah. yeah, I, I, I I'll, I'll, I'll take our lineup over there, especially <laughs> with you had you had Andrew or 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 Fraser or both back by the time we faced. Them. Oh, the moment we
0: get one guy back, we have a much better lineup than them. Well, but, we we yeah.
2: face Tampa Bay at the end of the homestand, so you're in luck. Well, we are in luck.
0: We are. But guys, any any other final thoughts? Anything from G? Anything from Andrew? G, you want to say anything else about Brett Gardner? <laughs> Like
3: I-, <laughs> I won't say anything about Brett Gardner that I haven't already said. I'll just give a quick cheers to CC because he's Absolutely. awesome, well deserved, and um, because I feel like you know he was a free agent signing, but he's basically about the best case scenario you could have because at this point, no one even considers him that. Like they just like he's a Yankee. You know, he feels like one of those guys who's been a career Yankee, and he played the first half of his career in other places. He's just been great and i could see him you know getting the number retired or you know probably not a plaque but you know i could see him just being a member of the family basically for the rest of however long he wants to be i think
2: he's definitely getting a plaque i think the number retired is it's usually the other way around
3: right more people have
2: plaques than have had their number retired right right
0: yeah so well i think that's all we got um and two. I mean, I, I hate when the Yankees have two off days in the same week. They were off Monday, off again Thursday which when we're recording. But we got Yankees baseball all weekend. Uh, it's going to be a t- little tough stretch. Hopefully this scrappy bunch can battle through it. But for Luigi, for Alex, for Andrew, for G, this was the Bronx Bomber Ballad Podcast. We'll see you guys.